You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Today's episode is brought to you by Seltzer Mayberg, our newest sponsor, the attorneys at Seltzer Mayberg. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's 1-855-5000-LAW, L-A-W, 1-855-5000-LAW. They handle cases including, but not limited to, car accidents, slip and falls, and traffic tickets. With a new 15,000 square foot office on I-95 in North Miami. We work out of that office actually, and they'll handle cases from all over the state. Call now with 24-7 service for a free consultation. That's onecalllegal.com, 1-855-5000-LAW. Welcome into the latest episode of the Five Reasons Podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick. We're talking a little bit of Miami Heat today with one of the members of Miami Heat Beat. You can also hear him on Light Skinned Opinions. It's Alf954 on Twitter. Also, Alphonse Sydney is the real name, although it's Alf954. And we've got the draft coming up next week. Both Alf and I are anticipating being down there in Miami for that, covering it for you for Five Reasons Sports. So check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Also, check out the other podcasts in our network. Three Yards Per Carry, our biggest podcast, our Dolphins podcast. Make sure you check that out. Goldie on Ice, a new episode with Ray Bork right before Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Smart your territory on wrestling. And, of course, Cinco Razones. My accent's terrible, but they're covering all the baseball and soccer for us throughout the network. All right, I'm here with Alf, and I don't want to dive deeply into the specific players in the draft. You're not a draft, Nick. No. I'm not a draft, Nick. Nikias Duncan is more of a draft, Nick. Yeah. I've already done an episode with Nikias, and you guys should check that out in our library. But I want to talk about philosophy and direction. Got it. And when it comes to the Miami Heat right now, I think where the fans are is that for years and years and years, there was an understanding about what the philosophy was. It was, we're going to go after, we're going to sell Miami, we're going to sell Pat Riley, we're going to sell stability, and we're going to bring in the biggest fish we can, and we're going to make sure that we have the cap space to do it, and we're going to rely on veterans to complement the core. Mm-hmm. It's not about the young players. The only premium players they've ever really drafted have been Dwayne Wade and, to a lesser extent, Karan Butler. It's really been about, okay, we're going to build through free agency and all the rest of it. Now they're in this weird place where they've still got three onerous contracts on the roster that have gotten less onerous over time. They've gotten rid of one in Tyler Johnson. Their four most intriguing players are their four youngest players. Yep. Or at least youngest players that are contributors. They have some others like Yante Maton and others who may develop. Mm-hmm. But they've got this young core of guys, but it doesn't look like there's a superstar in the bunch. And so I would ask you, if I was to say you're going into this draft, and forget the players, 
But the philosophy of what you should be trying to accomplish on this night next Thursday is what? I think the philosophy just you keep your thir- you keep that pick. Um, I see a lot of people that want to package the thirteenth pick with Dion or James Johnson and try to get off of those contracts and bring a J.R. Smith back. I think it's time to stop trying to game the system. Plain and simple. I think I've I've made it pretty clear on Twitter what I think it's just time to stand firm and just say, Hey, we got the kids, let's bring in somebody else. Like I really like, you know, Swinging for the fences with a Kevin Porter Jr. type, someone with real star potential. I know there's probably some other safer picks. Um, But no matter what you do, keep your pick. Keep building out this young core. I think one of the things that Riley has done wrong, and you know I'm a big proponent of Riley. I'm one of the biggest heat culture sniffers in the planet. Like, you know, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid all day long. But I think that one of the biggest mistakes that Riley has made he has not um used his the the trust that the fan base has for him Mm -hmm. the fan base trusts Riley they trust Mickey they trust the organization it's time to utilize that and just say hey it's gonna be a down couple of years right I mean I don't I'm not a proponent of tanking Mm -hmm. never lose on purpose I don't believe in any of that but this whole idea of you know, forsaking the future, uh, just mortgaging the future, giving up picks, trying to game the system to get a superstar right away. It's just not to me. Let's go back to 2008 where you did it. We had a two year run that was fun. Mm-hmm. The fans enjoyed it. And it was frustrating to see Dwayne get out in the first round two years in a row. But there was a plan because 2010 came along. Your roster was bare and you had the assets and you had the room to bring in some big time free agents. Mm-hmm. The Heat could potentially be there in 2021 if they play their cards right. 2021, Hassan's gone. Goron's gone. JJ's gone. Dion's gone. Kelly Olenek is gone. So all you have is your young players. Have a couple of young draft picks. Hopefully they work out. And now you have a ton of cap space. And it's time to rebuild this thing. And Riley could then, in two years, go out with a bang. Hey, look at this roster I gave you. Listen, I don't know who the free agents in 2021 are. Uh, there's probably going to be somebody disgruntled by then. And there's an expiring contract that's being traded. But beyond all that, it's time to just say, okay, let's let these bad, quote-unquote, bad contracts ride out. And just do it the way Riley's always done it. You know, clear that space. All this gaming the system, trading for J.R. Smith and waving him. And, let's eat your mistakes, right? So don't compound them. And, and, and I agree with you about almost all of that. The only thing I will say about this, and, and I, you touched on it a little bit, is when you're looking at that 13th pick, I will be extremely disappointed if it's just stand put pat and take a safe player. I, 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 they can't, like you mentioned Kevin Porter Jr. We talk about a bull bull. I know obviously they're loaded up with centers, but you look at some of the sort of the higher end prospects in this draft. To me, you take a swing for a Giannis type player. Not saying anybody's going to be Giannis, but remember, Kawhi was 15th, Giannis was 15th, Paul George was 10th. You can get players like that in yeah. that area. You look at the final four teams in the NBA this year, and the, there were only two guys drafted in the top five, okay? And one of them was Evan Turner, okay? The other was Kevin Durant. So you had two, one guy who can't really play and the other guy who wasn't able to play until obviously we saw what happened with the Achilles. So I, I just uh, you can get guys, okay, later on and get impact guys, but they have to be high upside guys. I don't want a safe pick, a guy who, okay, he's going to fill. They have, like, 
like for instance, okay, they have a hole right now. It's pretty clear as like a stretch four type. Okay, they need true forwards. If you look at their team right now, right, they have basically one point guard in Goran Dragic who's never really been a point guard. Right, he's kind of a combination player. He's not a high assist guy. You've got Justice Winslow, who I think should be a point guard, who you think should be a point guard, who Nikias thinks should be a point guard, who the fans think should be a point guard. But Riley and Spoke kept going with the versatility theme at the end of the season. I think they should just say he's a point guard and let him run 3,000 pick and rolls and learn how to be a point guard. But whatever. They want to keep him as a versatile player. Fine. Positionless. Okay, but but that's a strength position, okay, right now. At two guard, you had six guys last year who could play a lot of minutes at two guard, and now you have two. You have one you want to play in Josh Richardson, but you know what he's not right now. And you have another who you really don't want to play, but you kind of have to play in Deion Waiters, right? Okay, what do they have at the three and the four? Nada. Okay, they've got Derek Jones Jr., who doesn't really have a position, who I like. He's a three. He's a three, but a lot of his best minutes last year, Alf, were, were at the four. Exactly. Okay, okay yeah. All right, and, and that was one of the reasons that Spolster gave for why Kelly Olenek lost time last year, because he, when he had James Johnson come back, and they felt they kind of had to play him, right? And they're still trying to recapture what he was a couple years ago. But you had uh, Olenek playing those minutes at the four, not really his best position. He's really a five, okay, in a best-case scenario. Maybe not defensively, but but certainly offensively. Okay, you had, uh, you had, and you had James Johnson, and then and, you know, you were still giving justice some minutes at that spot. And then, you know, you've got Derek Jones Jr. And you don't really have one. Like, they don't have forwards, but they have three centers. And one of the centers you obviously want to get rid of. And one of them you want to play 35 minutes and you can't. And the other one didn't get enough minutes last year. And they say it wasn't. And I've been told repeatedly it was not about the contract situation with the incentive with Olenek. It was really more about minutes. And I've come to believe that they were actually telling the truth about that. But my point is, it's very easy to look at that roster and say, okay, we have to take a forward who fills a need. Brandon Clark Clark, is the best example of that, right? Because you know what he's going to be for the most part. You know what position he's going to play. I think he's 23 years old already. He's a typical... I could hear Riley saying it after a press conference. He's a mature, he's a Shabazz Napier. Yeah. He's a Josh Richardson. Wayne Simeon. Wayne Simeon. Oh my God, Wayne Simeon. Tim James. Remember yeah. Tim James? Okay, yeah. who actually went to Iraq and did great service there. I wrote a big story on it. But Tim James was a Miami player they'd seen. He played, I think he played the full four years mm-hmm. here. The Heat love taking those kind of players. They don't love taking Darrell Wrights. And, the, and when they took Darrell Wright, they ended up regretting it. They took Darrell Wright because at that time, if you look at that draft in 2004, they were coming off that fun year with those kids, right? With Lamar and Karan and Dwayne. And they thought adding Darrell to that mix would be the right way to go. They passed on Jameer Nelson in part because the coach at the time, and this turns out to be pretty funny, Stan Van Gundy, didn't like Jameer as a player, thought he was too small. Ended up loving Jameer in Orlando. Okay, took him won, to the finals. Took him to the finals. All right, and they might have won the finals if he played, right? Yeah. Remember Ray for Alston in the play. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you take a look at what they did that time. They took Darrell. They regretted it because right after that they traded for Shaq. Mm. And Darrell, I ended up tre- trekking out to S. Estero, Fort Myers, to hang out with Darrell, okay, because he was out there, basically, because there was no place for him to play on this roster. Mm. They don't like taking high upside players and trying to mold them, which is funny because they're a developmental organization. They're good. I mean, they're, that's what they're best at. They're good at taking low-level players and bringing them, you know, basically making them serviceable NBA guys. Right. How about you take a guy who <laughs> who has the upside of a star and make him a star? And I, you're, I think we're saying the same thing because right now, you know what the Heat have? 
they have a whole bunch of solid players. B plus. They have a yes. They have a whole B minus to B plus. They have a whole bunch of Brandon Clark's yep. all over the roster, right? Mm-hmm. They have a whole bunch of guys that you can depend on them, but they can they take you to a different level. You don't need another one of those guys. What you need is hey, listen. Does he turn out to be Beasley? Maybe. Right. And if he turns out to be Beasley, in two years you do what you did to Beasley, you get off of him, and then you bring in somebody But else. even look at Beasley. If they had made the highest upside pick that year, and I'm not, look, this, look, Beasley was supposed to be the number one pick of the draft for a while. He was the best player in college basketball that year. I, I'm not going to argue with that pick. I know it's why Randy Fun's not still there. I understand that. But, like, I understood the pick at the time. Everybody mm-hmm. understood the pick at the time. They tried to trade out of the pick. They couldn't trade out of the pick. But if you were going for strictly the highest upside player in that draft, it was Russell Westbrook. Okay. But, but, Russell Westbrook in at UCLA didn't have a position. He was not really a point guard. They were low. They had Collison. They were loaded up. I mean, that was it. Look at that roster. Okay. Yeah. Love. Okay. All the rest of it. And, and Westbrook was not really a point guard. He was kind of a six man for a while. But if you're just looking at pure ability, highest upside player, they have to take the highest upside player. They cannot add, and I love him to death, and he's way outperformed, but they can't have another Josh Richardson in that spot. Josh was drafted 40th. He's, by the metrics, the third or fourth most productive player in his draft. It's a huge win for the Heat. It's a huge win for Josh. It's a Chet Kammerer special. It's terrific. Mm. But you can't have guys who have capped upsides. That, That's my thing. Is Brandon Clark, okay, because we know what the Heat have right now. Mm-hmm. They don't, that, you see a little, some flashes of justice taking over a game. I remember the game against the Raptors when he was going toe-to-toe with Kawhi Leonard down the stretch, which is, which, when you think about it right now, when you see what the Raptors are, that Justice was going head-to-head with Kawhi down the last four minutes of a game, it's, it's you know, it's, it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. But who else do they have? Like, Josh Richardson can't trust him right. at the end of a fourth quarter. I love Josh. And it's funny because they keep citing the numbers. They know that's the narrative. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I don't know if it was Spo or Pat, I think it was Pat who cited his shooting percentage at the end of games. But this is a sight test thing. You, you and I, as we do more podcasts together, we're going to have some disagreement about this, but not a lot. I am not a strict metrics guy. Yeah. But I do lean that way a lot, okay? But for me, what metrics are about, and this is how Spo feels about it too, by the way, metrics are about confirming what you see. Exactly. And if something is way off course, okay? And the example I always give for this is, in a conversation I had with Spo, is he told me flat out that during the 2013 playoffs, if he had followed the metrics, Dwayne and LeBron never would have played together. Mm. Because the metrics with Dwayne and LeBron on the court were horrible. And they were much better with LeBron with Dwayne off the floor. But was he going to take Dwayne off the floor? The metrics also told him to never play Udonis Haslam in that matchup against Indiana. And he went eight for nine twice, I believe, in that series. Okay, So I, I think the metrics can be wrong. But they will tell you that the metrics for for Richardson at the end of the game were pretty decent. Sight tests for me, I look at Justice and I look at Josh and I say one of those guys wants to be the guy most of the time, not as much as he should, but most of the time, and the other guy has no interest in it. Yeah. And, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. There are some players who are like Josh. Eddie Jones was Eddie like Josh Richardson. I think both of us agree highly on the fact that Josh Richardson is Eddie Jones. And right. Eddie Jones is one of my favorite players of all time. Mm-hmm. I love Eddie Jones. But you didn't want him with the ball at the end of a game. Right. Now, Josh, I, okay, maybe his shooting is great. It's his decision-making right. at the end of the game. It's a stepping out of bounds. It's throwing errant passes. Like, yeah, he can make the shots when he takes them, but a lot of times he won't take them. And he makes the wrong decisions. Or he crosses half court 
He dribbles it out to nine seconds left mm. before he even gets to the three-point line. What's so weird about it, too, is Josh, just as a human being, is really smart. and re- Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Really diverse in his interests and really engaging. And it's just with some players, it just doesn't always translate in that way to the court. It doesn't mean that they're dumb guys. It just means that in terms of basketball IQ, Dwayne Wade's, Josh Richardson may be smarter than Dwayne Wade. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've come first with, you know, Dwayne for he may be, okay, as just pure intelligence, okay? Dwayne used to joke with me about how he can't spell, okay? Like, which reminds me of people in our network, okay? But, but, but as far as, as basketball IQ, Dwayne Wade's basketball IQ oh. is Hall of Fame, off the charts, legendary, knowing what to do in what situation. Not every player has that. All right, we're going to be right back. And what we're going to get into here, um, and again, we'll talk about some players, but I really want to touch on here is, is, is that a bio? Because uh, to me, a lot of this revolves around him and what they think he is. Because do they have a player already that they can build around? Or is he a two? Is he a three? Is he a four on a good team? We'll be right back. We'll get back to our episode in a second. First, I want to tell you about one of our great long-term partners. That's Doral Toyota and Like Us at Five Reasons. They're pure South Florida. You can find all of your favorite Toyota models, whether you're looking for a new, used, or certified pre-owned vehicle. Doral Toyota is located at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. That's 9775 Northwest 12th Street, just a few blocks from International and Dolphin Malls. Experience the Doral difference, which means four years of complimentary maintenance and roadside assistance on all new vehicles, in-house financing available for credit-related issues. If you mention five reasons when you call 305-680-1129, that's 305-680-1129, or come into the dealership, you work with a dedicated manager, not a salesperson. Unlike other dealers, Doral Toyota prides itself in an honest and transparent buying process. That's Doral Toyota, DoralToyota.com, or stop in at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. Vamos, let's go. Another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network is ShipYourCarNow.com. That's ShipYourCarNow.com. These guys can move any car, any boat, any RV, any motorcycle, or any kind of equipment anywhere you need to move it worldwide. You have a business and you need to ship freight or machinery? Call them. College moves, new car, used car, buying the toy you've looked at for a while? Make sure you call them. These guys can ship it all. Give them a call or visit ShipYourCarNow.com backslash five reasons. That's ShipYourCarNow.com backslash five reasons. Make sure to mention five reasons on the phone if you call. There's no job too big or too small. Ship Your Car Now moves it all. All right, next player, we talked a little about Josh Richardson and Justice Winslow. To me, everything's in the context of current players, right? I mean, you, they have to know what they have, mm. okay? They have to know, you know, what the potential of guys is. I feel like there's always, I mean, look, they locked up Justice at a good price, so they do believe in him to a degree, but I always feel there's this hesitation to kind of just push him out there. Remember, the only reason they made him the point guard was because Goran was out, and Spo basically had to make a statement about it. Now they have this other issue. Now, I will tell you, and this is a little bit of inside information you do get on this pod, um, that you know I've talked to people up high in the organization who told me there was only one 
personnel or lineup change made last season that was made because of desire, a direction of the organization or expectation of performance. Everything else that they did last year, except for this one move, was based on injury. Mm -hmm. Justice moving in for Dragic was not planned. That was based on injury. Some of the things that happened at the four spot, James Johnson not healthy, based on injury, right? Uh, Obviously, Deion Waiters being out, okay? Changed the direction of how they went at the two spot. And, of course, they had Dwayne coming in and all the rest of that. And, look, they didn't know, I was told after, they didn't know that Dwayne was coming, for sure, when they re-signed Ellington, and that played into some of the other decisions they made. So everything else that they did was like other circumstances. The one move they wanted to make the entire year, but they waited because they didn't want to upset the apple cart mm-hmm. or upset the seven-foot center, mm-hmm. is they waited to put Adebayo in for Whiteside un- longer than they anticipated. And it had nothing to do with Bam. It had to do with the fact that actually, to his credit, Hassan was acting better than they expected, and they didn't want to blow that up, okay, while that was still working. And then, he remember, he took the paternity leave, and he came back kind of engaged, right, and then went to the bench, and then things worked out after that. So, you know, credit to Hassan for that. But look, it's very clear, okay? The organization wants to give Bam Adebayo 32 to 35 minutes. So two questions. First, how do you do that with Hassan and Kelly still on the roster? And two, if they do that, what exactly is Bam Adebayo? I think that's... Bam, to me, is such an enigma because you've seen where he can... You could give him the ball at the elbow, and he's Chris Bosh-esque, mm-hmm. right? Makes great decisions with the ball. Can't shoot it quite like Chris Bosh, but I know he's working on that, mm-hmm. right? He can't shoot the three very well. He does well in practice, but he also hasn't had the reps in the game, you know, shooting the three. He just really hasn't had the chance to do that. Um, What is Bam? I don't know. You know, and that's the thing. That's what we want to find out this year. The next, And this is why, why I say two years. Mm-hmm. The next two years, find out what you have. You may have a su- superstar in BAM, right? You may have a, a top five point guard in Justice. You just don't know yet. If you draft a guy like KPJ, that might be, you know, he might end up being a superstar. But as far as BAM is concerned, BAM needs the reps. And th- one of the things that's frustrating as a Heat fan to watch is you have guys out there, and it, 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 the end of the season was much different. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, I mean, we were clamoring for. You know, I came up with the hashtag the kids. We were clamoring for the kids all year. We've been clamoring for the kids for two years, um, and we started to see more and more of it. And the more you saw Bam, the more you liked. And then he hit a little spell where he wasn't playing as well, and then he he, he came back around. And that's what you want to see from a young player. Um, but the IQ is there. The passing is there. The passing is amazing for a mm-hmm. big. The defense, you know, is there. He can play with Kelly. He even can play with Hassan. So he actually makes a guy like Bol Bol kind of interesting, mm-hmm. right? Because you know that he can play with another big. But he also can be your center in a small lineup. The great thing about Bam is you can't play him off the floor. You've seen Bam on a pick and roll lock up Steph Curry, right. lock up LeBron he, James. He's going to be a playoff player. That that to me, and and I think Justice is a playoff player too. We've yes. seen that. So I think we've already seen with two of them. Now I don't know with Derek, and obviously with Josh, we've talked about some of that. I'm with you on a lot of this on Bam. The other thing about Bam that I just love is the makeup. It's just everything you hear internally from the very beginning is, and I hate to say, it's kind of anti-Hassan. Like he he just he just is into all the things they've wanted Hassan to be into and haven't gotten the consistency from him on that. 
And it's not that Hassan never does it. It's that he doesn't do it as often as they want him to do it, right? Mm -hmm. But Bam has done it from the very beginning, and he wants to do it. The other thing about this group is they're always together. The four of them are always together. Bam and DJJ are very close, okay? Uh, Justice and Josh actually came up with a Rook 1, Rook 2 thing. I do think that matters. I also think having been under Dwayne, uh, you know, in the conversations that Dwayne had with him, the conversations that Bosch has had with him, and mm. he said this on my pod, basically, I told him, guys, it's time. Dwayne's leaving, man. Yeah. Like, Dwayne's leaving. Like, you guys got to do this. I think Bam would take some of that. He has said he wants some of it. I've described him as non-toxic Dwight Howard. Uh, he has a lot of that personality. He looks like him, mm. but none of the sort of ego that breaks up a locker room. Also the juvenile, the crap. juvenile garbage. Yeah. It's just fun. He's fun, but he's not. He, he's he's not going to get in the way of winning. And and I think so. I think look to me. Can he be your second best player on a really good team? I think so. And if that's the case, as we close this thing, let's go to this. Who's going to be the best player? Who's the, who is the, if I was to say to you, perfect world, okay, you don't have to give up that much of what you have. Mm-hmm. You got to give up some stuff, but you don't have to give up that much. But there's one player out there right now that you could acquire to be the lead guy. Is it Jimmy Butler? Is it Bradley Beal? Is there somebody, before you do what you're saying to do, which is give this yeah. two years and wait the situation out, is there an opportunity? Because Pat has made it clear, okay, and he said in the press conference without prompting, okay, well, there was a little prompting. I think Winningham asked the question, but basically it was, he said, look, there's going to be a guy who wants out. Mm-hmm. And they've always been able to pounce on that guy, but they've always been better positioned in terms of their cap space and their assets to do that. So let's say there's another. Let's say Jimmy wants to be here again, which I think he does. Okay, well, what do you do? Like, uh, I mean, of course, if you want to say Kevin Durant or Anthony Davis, but let's talk about realistically, right? right? Realistically, if they can make if they can make certain moves, they might be able to open up some space for Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And to me, Jimmy is the guy that you want to put out there in a lineup with the kids mm-hmm. and. Destroyers of worlds right. on defense, right? right? Is it would probably be the best defensive lineup in the league. But you're not going to be able to keep Josh and Justice with him, right? I mean, that's I mean, yeah. it, 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 in a perfect world, if you had Josh, Justice, and DJJ with him, Bam and, and, and Bam and Jimmy, nobody's scoring off that team. Yeah. But but I just don't think you keep all of them. And, and you might have to lose Josh in the process, right? right? And then you know. There's other guys out there that yeah. can fill that role, and I really like Josh. I wouldn't want to lose Josh. But Jimmy Butler is a type of player that could play with those guys, and they could take mm-hmm. that Jimmy Butler heat during a, during a practice. I believe every one of those guys has a makeup to take that and run with it, right? Mm-hmm. So, and he's also, he's so heat culture. I know yeah. it's, it's, it's cliche and whatnot. No, but he's heat culture in a different way, okay? Like, so, uh, to me, the, my problem with heat culture is heat culture has become a euphemism uh, for, you know, we're not good enough, okay? So, we're going to stamp heat culture on this yeah. and make you think that we're better than we are because we work really hard. It's become a crutch, It's right? a crutch, okay? And, 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 it's, it's, it, and, and it, it also, not just a crutch, but it was a sucker thing because... 
it suckered in the fans, but it also suckered in like Riley and the organization because they bought into it so much that Dion Waiters wrote a cute article for Players Tribune and they gave him a four-year contract. I, I, you know, James Johnson put a bunch of stuff on Instagram. I, I, Heat culture, but when you talk about Jimmy Butler is a gifted player yes. who happens to be ultra, ultra, ultra competitive. Like now, sometimes that could be toxic, but Pat doesn't view it that way. Okay, and so and plus the relationship with Dwayne, and that's why both guys I talk about, Butler and Beal. Beal's a totally different personality, though. I think he got a little more dog in him last year without John yeah. Wall. Okay, and I love him as a player. I just I just love the things he does. I love the way he stretches the floor. I love the way that his passing is improved. Okay, not a great defender, but in other ways. Both of these guys have relationships with Dwayne. As does, by, and I think that matters, as does, yeah. by the way, Mike Conley, who loves Dwayne. And that's another one. So we'll, we'll finish here. There's been some point guards mentioned. There's that ridiculous Chris Paul contract, which no. he's never going to play at the end of it. Quick answer, no. Hell no. Mike Conley. Mike Conley could play next to Justice Winslow. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they'd be fantastic together. I think that'd be the best offensive backcourt in the league. Mm-hmm. And those guys would play, because they're both, both very smart, mm-hmm. very hardworking players, and they would they would figure it out. I'd love those two together. They would just, they could switch off between the one and two so seamlessly and Conley's a Conley and Justice Justice has developed a spot up shot, but mm-hmm. Conley's a good spot up shooter. So you put them together, you got. I think that's a good tandem. I think that would work. I'm really I'm I'm way for the Conley trade, uh, way more than I am for. Uh, of course, this Chris Paul trade is nonsense. Yeah, the Chris Paul trade is nonsense. So the only thing with Conley is he's 32, going to be. Uh, but I I just have always felt he's the most underrated player in the league. And I also think, look, he's going to want out because he sees what's happening with his buddy Marcus Gasol now in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And it's just time, man. Like, everybody else is gone. Tony Allen's gone. Zach Randolph's gone. Grit and Grind is gone. You know, it's a new regime there. They're going young. They've got, you know, some, some young players. They're drafting high again this year. Uh, I, I think Mike Conley would be a really good fit. I'm a Goron fan. Um, it's just pretty clear to me at this point that they don't view him. They view him more as sort of a roadblock to kind of what they're trying to do right mm-hmm. now. Even though I think if he opted out, which I heard he's not going to do, and took three years at lesser pro money. Three years, $27 million. Something like that. His family loves it down here. That as a combo guard off the bench, he's exactly he could, ha- he could fill the Dwayne role until he retires. One thousand. The problem is him and Justice together, right? Justice is the future. Goron is right. the past. Right. So you can't keep... Keep, you can't keep Goran around. I mean, you're going to have to. You don't, right. You're not going to have a choice. But the problem with Goran is he basically uh, disrupts Justice's uh, progress. progress. So right. Now, Conley doesn't need the ball in his hands nearly as much as Goran does. Right. Goran's not effective if he doesn't have the ball in his hands. No, he needs it in his hands. And the thing with Goran is, and it's just a game thing, it's, it's when Goran needs it in his hands, but he's not really creating for others. So it's... Goran needs it in his hands to create for himself, and when he doesn't have it, then he sort of ends up in the corner. And he also has lost a step, and, right. I, and I know people and don't want to hear de- it. Defensively is the de- big because you, you, have, you have to hide him. And, and, but I still think, again, he didn't play a ton early in his career. I don't think he's got that much tread on the tires other than some of the international stuff. I would love to see him finish his career here in a in a backup complimentary 25-minute-a-game role that we just saw Dwayne execute so perfectly. And I hope that they can work that out, but I don't think it's going to happen. Anyway, we'll be at the draft next week. Um, Alf and I are going to be doing some more episodes next week as we get up to the draft. Obviously, again, check out 5ReasonsSports.com, and we'll talk to you soon.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.